another episode of the Extraordinary Moms podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journeys and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide array of moms, it's that no two Extraordinary Moms parent the same way, and we should celebrate that and cheer each other on. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hey everyone, how are you? This is Jessica and bringing you episode number 16 of the Extraordinary Moms podcast. Today I have a fantastic guest for you. My guest today is Jessica Peterson. She's a mom of nine, five, and a four-year-old. She's a single mom, and in 2017 she was diagnosed with MS. In the fall of this past year, she and her kids were in a really traumatic car accident where she actually broke her neck and one of her children also suffered a skull fracture. And it was just really a dramatic situation. All that to say, Jess is truly, truly amazing. And the purpose behind this podcast today is to help you see that no matter what your challenges look like in your own lives, no matter what you are facing, you get to choose your attitude and you have more power than you ever thought possible within you when you decide to use it. And Jessica is designed to do just that. So let's get to my conversation with Jessica Peterson. Alrighty, I'm so excited to be chatting with Jessica Peterson today. Hi, Jessica. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I had an interview with a Jessica last week, and then I just interviewed somebody with the last name Peterson right before this. So, <laughs> very common. Yeah, I, I was not gifted with a unique unique name by any means. <laughs> no, all my friends were named Jessica growing up, and now there's like no baby Jessicas. But we were having like multiple Jessicas in my class, so we always had to use like the first letter of our last name, and yes. now like there's none of us. Do you remember that story in Texas where the little girl named Jessica? fell in the well in her backyard. Do you remember this? Maybe you're too Ooh, young. It, no, it sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. She like, it was like a little 18 inch open like drain pipe essentially. And she fell in it in her backyard and they got her out, but it was like days. Oh my gosh. You'll have to like oh look it up. Gosh. It is, <laughs> I will never forget. They did a made for TV movie on it that I watched when I was probably too young because I was horrified, <laughs> but it really sticks with you. And, Ugh. but they saved her. So it was amazing. That is crazy. That's like my biggest fear. Oh my gosh. In a well. Yeah. Oh, I'm like claustrophobic thinking about it. I'm sweating. Ugh. Well, Jessica, I'm so excited to chat with you and hear more about your journey. So for people that may not know you, will you just get a little background on yourself and your family? So I'm a mom of three kids. I've got my oldest one is Avon, and she's nine. And then I have Cruz, who is five, and Lola, who is four. So my two little ones are just 14 months apart. So wow. I always say fun. it's so crazy having kids close together, but then when they get older and they're close and they can play and things like that, like it just pays off so much. It does. And it's – I mean – yeah, they're very, very close, and yeah, and when they were little, I mean, at one point, they were wearing, like, the same diaper size, <laughs> so I just remember changing a lot of diapers. It's very practical. Time. But then when my son learned to potty train, he pretty much taught his little sister, who was a year younger, she was, like, everything to her just came super easy, so it was kind of, it was fun to watch, but yeah, it was a lot of work, for sure. Yeah, we just finished potty training our third, and so if you could have that benefit of the kids potty training each other, I would say that's worth any number of children that you have to have to have that happen. Yeah, it's so hard. It was, it was quite nice. 
So let's talk about growing your family and you ended up facing some challenges in your marriage and you're a single mom now. Can you share about that time in your life and kind of how that all unfolded? So I went away. I grew up in Boise, Idaho, um, right outside of Boise in a little town called Eagle. And um, I went away to college for a couple of years and just really, like, I just wanted to be a mom and a wife. That was like, I never wanted to be anything else. So I really didn't enjoy college that much. I played softball for a little bit and then came home, fell in love with a boy that I had known since middle school. We got engaged super fast and then moved away so he could play college football. And there were definitely like red flags from the beginning, but I think we were just so blind to all of that. And we, we never dated in high school, but I think most people thought we should have. So we were kind of like that, like high school sweetheart couple. And it just, I think we were more obsessed with the idea than really in love with each other. Hmm. But, um, we got married and we had kids super fast and, um, the whole time, like he was kind of still struggling with the idea of what he was going to do for a career. He tried to do football. Then he got to the military and it was just kind of like the perfect storm. So we separated rather quickly, would get back together and kind of just, we gave it our all, but it just ultimately was not a good choice. And we're good friends now. Mm -hmm. So we were just not the right, we were not right together. And, but we had these three, you know, perfect kids. And, you know, this huge extended family and my kids get all these different sets of grandparents and. Well, and I really love how you're pointing out all the positives that are coming from, yes, you had to go your separate ways and it didn't work out. And so many times we do focus on, oh, that must be so hard and the the poor kids. And and we kind of like bring it down to like the negative side but you're right. There are all those positives of having a larger extended family and having more external support and things like that that can really benefit your children. So yeah. I've really relearned in talking to lots of single moms now, relearned to to reframe and to be cognizant of the tone that I use when talking about this type of situation because it's not just something to be pitied or to be like, oh, you have it so much harder or whatever, but realizing just everyone's situation is different and not everyone is meant to be married right we just were not right together but so now we can respect each other's differences he's remarried she's amazing and Mm. they have a little girl and a little one on the way and I think I'm almost as excited as they are to like have more babies really oh that's amazing yeah we just work as a team and yeah we're all in it together yeah Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in real quick and thank one of our show sponsors, and that is Highlands. Don't let your summer fun get ruined because you've been diagnosed, or one of your kids, with an earache by a physician. For natural relief due to ear pain, fever, irritability, and occasional sleeplessness due to ear pain, try Highlands Homeopathic Eardrops and Tablets. Highlands has been trusted for generations to provide safe homeopathic medicines for all members of the family. There's no alcohol and no sting, so you can get back to doing what you love. Go to highlands.com, that's H-Y-L-A-N-D-S, to find a retailer near you. That's highlands.com backslash ear hyphen pain if you want to find a retailer near you. Claims are based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated, and read and follow all labeled directions. 
especially if you are going on a trip with a pool or an ocean this summer, you wanna have Highlands in your bag, packed and ready to go, so you don't visit an urgent care like I remember doing as a child because my brothers got swimmers here, right? <laughs> All right, thanks so much to Highlands for sponsoring the show. Let's get back to it with Jess. So how were you able to get to the place where you can be so genuinely secure with yourself and the path that you're on that you can really genuinely be happy for him and his ability to also keep going down a new path that, you know, you probably neither yeah. one of you expected to be going down, but here you are. And how much healthier is that to be able to genuinely yeah. be happy for somebody else? It was a little tricky at first. I mean, I remember first meeting her and I was not thrilled. And I was I was probably the meanest person ever. And we I laugh now looking back at how how horrible I was when I first met her. But she was really sweet and she loved my children from the very beginning. She like never treated them as if they were stepkids. She every time she would post anything, it was just you would have thought they were her own children. And that was something that I realized, like, it doesn't really get much better than that. She mm -hmm. loves these kids. Her parents love my kids. Like, like they were there, like she would have birthed them herself. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge thing that I know, like, a lot of people would struggle with. But for me, if my kids are going to go spend a summer in North Dakota, like, I want to know that somebody loves them and cares for them just like I do. And she does. Mm -hmm. So that was a big part of like, I was happy that she was involved. And she really changed the relationship between me and my ex-husband. She really brought in the humor and the friendship where um, I really, I think it was a big part of who she is and how her heart works. Where she was always very kind to me um, and just really, she wanted it to work out between all of us. So that was a big that was a big blessing. <laughs> yeah, that says a lot about her. And I think that is so powerful to to have that circumstance of having somebody come in because you can view it two different ways. You can be threatened by somebody that loves your kids as much as you do, or you can embrace it and view it as a net positive that it's a person who's a good influence and a loving presence and everything. And you chose that road. And yeah. that's only going to breed more good fruit than the opposite. But that's your choice. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So your life, again, dramatically changed in 2017. Tell me about the symptoms you were exhibiting that led to the diagnosis that you received. Pretty much what mainly was happening, um, and it was, it was kind of over the course of the summer, I was having episodes of vertigo where I would, like, get so dizzy. Like, I felt like I was on a boat. Um, there were a couple times where, like, I couldn't drive, and I would just be, like bedridden for a solid day or two because if I even opened my eyes it would the room would be spinning and I would get sick like almost immediately so that was kind of the, a big factor and then I've never had great eyesight I've always worn contacts or glasses but my vision changed like my I think I changed my prescription like three times in like six months so my eye doctor was like um this isn't normal <laughs> so we tested my eyes for different things and so that was kind of the big eye-opening part. And then I started to get, like, the leg spasms, the tingling, um, the weakness on my right side. I couldn't run. I actually was training at the time to enter the police academy, had just finished the physical testing, went in for my medical testing, went to run, and fell flat on my face, like my legs and my brain. My brain didn't tell my legs, like, we're going to go run now. So I just fell flat on my face. 
And how but, old were you at this time? So when was that? How old am I now? <laughs> this was two years ago. So I was 28. Okay. Um, 27, about to turn 28. Wow. So these are not yeah. normal symptoms for an otherwise healthy 27-year-old to be exhibiting. That had to be really frightening. It was just because, and then of course, everybody kind of dove really quick into the, like it was Lyme disease. So that was a big one. MS and Lyme disease have very similar um, symptoms, um, but obviously Lyme disease can be treated. So that was kind of everybody's opinion. And eventually I just went into the doctor, did blood tests, did MRIs, and ended up getting my diagnosis of MS after a spinal tap. So that was kind of the concrete test that, um, that confirmed the wow. diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. And what did you know at that time and what were you told? I obviously, you know, I started Googling things, which mm. was awful because no two people with MS have anything. Nothing is the same. So you can have the same type of MS, but you're never going to have the exact same MS as anybody else. I would look online and I would read stories and there were some extreme cases where people like lost their ability to swallow or they were in wheelchairs. And then there were others that like just had weakness or couldn't run or couldn't like wear heels or kind of like simple things. But it was really more so just the unknown. I just didn't know. Like you never know when you're going to get a relapse or what that relapse is going to look like. Mm. And with three kids and being a single mom, I was like, what in the heck am I going to do if I'm like bedridden for days? Who's going to take care of my kids? So I think that was. And I'm such a hands-on mom that that was probably the biggest fear that I went through. Hey, everyone. I wanted to jump in just one last time to thank our last show sponsor, and that is Third Love. If you're like me and your body has fluctuated after different childbirth experiences and things like that, you know that your bra doesn't fit quite like it used to, right? That's why I love Third Love. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who've taken their Fit Finder quiz to, to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for the perfect fit and premium feel. It's so fun because you just go online and take this really quick Fit Finder quiz. They identify the exact size and shape and they even have half sizes if you're in between. It's totally great. They have a 100% fit guarantee. So they'll send it to you, you can try it on, you can even wear it for up to 60 days. If you don't love it, you can send it back and exchange it or return it. And they're really great about donating gently used uh, products as well. These are hands down the most comfortable bras I've ever worn and I would love for you to give it a try. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone and so right now they're offering 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash EEP now to find your perfect fitting bra. Get 15% off your first purchase at thirdlove.com slash EEP to get 15% off your first order. Thanks so much to Third Love for sponsoring the show and for helping me to feel a little better in my clothes. And that probably also disqualified you from the police academy. Yes, it did. (laughs) Darn. That was a big bummer. That was, that was probably the biggest, um, the biggest setback at the time is they knew that I could potentially be healthy again, but when you don't know like what your symptoms look like, you know, they're not going to send you out with a gun. Like it's (laughs) just, they're not going to do it. Right. Wow. It was a super big bummer, but... Yeah, and so what did you end up doing? 
I um, stayed home for a while. I mean, I had been a stay-at-home mom, so I kind of just kept doing that and worked a little bit. And then I ended up becoming a marketing director um, for a real estate company. So I'm able to work a little bit in the office. I'm able to work from home. Yeah, it doesn't require a lot of me physically, and it really doesn't require a ton from me mentally. Like, it's pretty much Mm -hmm. like my days are all kind of similar, and I kind of have my my list of things that I do, I'm not having to use like a ton of brain power, which mm-hmm. kind of sounds <laughs> sad, but, um, cause I don't, there are times where I feel like I don't have, like there are just rocks in my head. There's not really any like real comprehensive thinking going on. So yeah. I needed something that was pretty, pretty straightforward and pretty simple and something that like I could definitely do from home when I need to. Yeah, well, you're fortunate to be able to find that. And even though it's a far cry from what you would have been doing, maybe what you would have preferred (laughs) based upon your new circumstances to have a way to make an income and, you know, given your situation, that's a a good thing. That is. And so how does your day-to-day look now? And what are some of the basic challenges you face and modifications you've learned to make and things like that just so we can have a greater awareness of, you know, somebody who, yeah, no two MSS, I'm sorry, no two people that have MS, you know, have the same situation, but just to have more awareness about this type of, of disease and, and the needs that come can help us to support yeah. somebody better. Most of my days are pretty much the same. Like I always try to be fairly active. I'm not, I can't, I definitely have a pretty regular weakness on my right side. I can still walk and you can't really tell heels are not really my friend at this mm-hmm. point which was a huge bummer because I definitely had quite a collection. I gave those all to my sister <laughs> and traded them in for flats and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I try to eat super, super clean. Um, I try to stick to something that's very low fat because there's some scientific studies that the leaner that you are, um, there are some benefits to that. So I try to eat really clean, very low fat. I take way too many vitamins a day. But um, for the most part, like, I'm able to get kids to school. Um, The cold weather is not my friend. So I freeze to death when it's, like, below 50 degrees. Mm. And sometimes I get so cold that my body does not regulate its temperature. So I, like, end up in the bathtub at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, man. But, um... So that's a bit of an issue. But I always try to do something active pretty much every day, even if it's just walking And modification-wise, like, it's more so just based on the season. So in the winter, like, I always have a blanket at my desk. I always have multiple layers on. I've got, like, blankets in my car. Um, Just trying to keep myself as comfortable as I can because I definitely do have a lot of bone pain, too. So I'm – I got to get up and move around. I can't sit for very long. Um, So just kind of things like that that I – just kind of have to always remember. And I'm pretty vocal. I'm definitely not afraid to tell people. So if I'm sitting in a meeting and I get kind of uncomfortable, I'm the first one to be like, I have a mess. I have to stand up mm. because I can't, I just can't sit for very long. I get kind of anxious. I get kind of different parts of my body start to hurt. So I just kind of always have to be keeping myself as comfortable as I can be, which I think is probably the biggest problem, but it's getting easier. Yeah. Man, that's a lot to deal with. Um, And especially, 
you know, just managing your pain alone, but then to think of doing then just the normal day-to-day stuff that life requires of you with kids and getting to school and everything that has to be really challenging. I really admire your your perspective and your attitude about this. And so for people and friends in your life that want to support you, obviously they can't do a whole lot about the pain and, and the symptoms and things, but how can they support you and how have people been really helpful in in adding value to your life? Well, I've been blessed with a pretty amazing community that like the girlfriends I have, um, you know, everybody just, we all take care of each other in just, I think, a very different way than maybe most groups like we're just always I pretty much get a text message from at least three to four friends almost daily being like how are you feeling today it's really freaking cold outside this must be not fun for you like wow and I think at the beginning everybody was like almost too helpful where they were thinking that I couldn't do anything by myself and so now that that's kind of died down everybody's well aware that I can pretty much take care of myself so I know what they're doing is more just out of like love like I said about the cold, when it's a really cold day, it seems like that's when everybody's like, it's really cold today. What can I do to help you? Do you need a blanket? Mm. Do you want hot chocolate? Like things like that. Yeah. um, I think some people, I'm not feeling well. Like people are really good about helping with the kids, like, you know, setting up play dates and things like that. Or people are just always really like my friends just know we're just, we have that open relationship where, and they know if I really need something, like I will 100% let somebody know. Usually I'm not, not going to ask somebody like if I really need help, I'm pretty vocal about it. Yeah. And I think some people are afraid to ask for help because they feel like it's a burden on somebody or they don't want to bother them. And then vice versa, you know, I may not want to text somebody because I feel like, you know, it's overbearing or I'm bugging them or things, but really neither are true, right? As a recipient of somebody asking for my help, I'm so glad they feel like they can trust me and come to me and they know I love them enough to ask for that help. And then vice versa, would you ever be bugged if somebody said, can I take your kids in the afternoon? Nope, never. Somebody could text me that today and it would be just fine, right? So yeah, I think just taking the boldness to to extend love and care to somebody else is never the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Well, you also had another challenge just a few months ago <laughs> oh and God. I just can't even believe and you probably were just like enough already. Like I've oh. I'm already dealing with so much. You were in a terrible car accident. Tell me about we that. Were. How horrifying. I know it's so funny. I was just talking I called one of my friends this morning cuz I just had some some very funny like dating situations happen so I called her and I'm like I think my purpose in life is to actually make everybody else feel really good about themselves because <laughs> of the things that keep happening to me oh but, no um, so I we were laughing but yeah so in September um we I was taking my kids to school and we had just turned on to the road um we kind of live out in the mountains. So we were turning onto a main road. The school was like a couple hundred feet away and a car had come out of an intersection and hit the back of a semi truck, like a dump truck kind of situation and sent that dump truck barreling towards us. So they <gasps> hit us head on and rolled us like completely. Like our car was 
like when I see the pictures and when anybody sees the pictures, but even like firefighters or police officers, they are just shocked that like we survived because from the pictures, you would have thought that we would have been smashed to like smithereens, like (gasps) all four of us. And you had your children in the car. Yeah, I did. I was, yeah, I was honestly taking them to school and we were right in front of the school. So unfortunately, tons of kids witnessed the accident because they were all outside playing in the morning. Oh my gosh. Um, but there was a custodian that had been mowing the lawn and he saw it happen. So he pulled us all out of there rather quickly. But, um, yeah, my daughter, my oldest daughter, even, um, suffered a really horrible skull fracture to her forehead. Mm. So she had to have emergency surgery. So she's got a, quite the scar, you know, that totally Mm. transformed her face. Like Mm. she's still, I mean, it's healing up amazingly and sh- you would think she didn't even know it was there, but yeah, it's, it was rough seeing that for the first couple of months because you, and we had just had family pictures done like two days before. Oh, wow. So all these pictures we got back, like there's this girl with this totally perfect little face. And then for like a couple of months, you know, she, it was just, it was so hard to look at her and not just want to cry my eyes out. Like, because her scar it was just right there you know for everybody to see but um yeah that was gosh and and with you suffering the injuries that you had and then knowing that your daughter had those extreme injuries as well I can't imagine the turmoil of not being able to do more because you're incapacitated yeah so I broke my neck and had to have neck surgery and then I had a pretty good size laceration on my head so yeah I was down and out um Thank goodness my ex-husband and his wife came down with their baby. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they were they were upstairs, like, with my daughter. And then my two other kids, my son had a little cut on his forehead and a little seatbelt mark. My youngest one, Lola, tried to claim a cut on her toe that she'd actually gotten the day before. She didn't have a mark on her. Like, these two kids, the little ones, they walked out of that accident completely, like, unscathed it was insane like they were released from the hospital within like a day of the accident Lola was never even admitted it was just me and Avon mainly that people you know we had to have help but um but yeah we had a ton of support I don't think anybody ever left Avon's side her teachers were staying the night with her kids from school um she was never without like four or five people in her room (laughs) wow well, that is just a tender mercy, and yeah, it's amazing. The other kids were unscathed, and you've dealt with a lot of challenges. You have, and and I'm sure it has impacted the way that you face future challenges and the way you view parenting and the present moment and things. How have all these life experiences changed how you are and who you are? Um, I mean, I think I've... Ever since I was a pretty little girl, I've had a pretty good concept of God and kind of how he has always played a role in my life. And I wasn't raised in a religious home by any means, um, although I was raised in a pretty religious community. But yeah, over the last probably five to six years, I've just really had no choice in a lot of the things that have happened to me. Mm -hmm. So I've just kind of, I've always looked at it as you know, he lets a lot of these things happen because I'm strong enough to take them on. And I'm always the one that finds either the humor or like the blessing in the storm. And then I always look at things as I can help somebody else. Mm -hmm. So like with our car accident, like Avon and I both have 
pretty severe PTSD, and most people think PTSD only comes from, like, the military, like, if you've been to Afghanistan, and so I've really enjoyed kind of being vocal and be like, no, like, you can get PTSD from a really good car accident, and it can completely, like, mess with your entire life, like, it can, it can take um, over, like, if you're not really careful and just trying to kind of educate people on you know, the different things that have happened to me, because a lot of people don't have, a lot of people don't know anybody with MS or a lot of people, you know, don't talk about postpartum depression or what led to their divorce. And fortunately I get to talk about all of it because I survived all of it and I'm still smiling. So yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I think we underestimate the source of PTSD. I talked to another mom who, um, had a diagnosis for one of her children that was going to drastically alter their whole lives and their family's life and everything. And, and she says there's triggers from that resulting from PTSD from that diagnosis. And, um, I think when we can acknowledge the, the gravity and the weight of an event like that in our lives, it can almost free up some space to be like, why am I still so troubled by this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think you are so brave and amazing and you handle so much with such um, positivity and it's just so encouraging to hear all that you're doing and um, making the most of, of the circumstances that you have. Um, I always ask my guests three final questions, and this is them. So what would you say is your purpose, aside from getting other people to feel like their lives aren't so bad, <laughs> like you said before? <laughs> um, I mean, I've always, I was always the little girl that always felt my purpose truly was to be a mom and, the wife, and a wife, although the wife part hasn't quite worked out the way I was hoping it would, mm-hmm. but I still have high hopes for that. But um. I mean, I absolutely live for my children and live for, you know, everything they do. And so I, I think that's a huge purpose, but I do, I think I'm, I'm a talker. I like to be social. And so I just think that I'm the girl that's able to share, you know, different parts of my life and just help others understand, you know, that there are things in this world that are kind of unfair, but you can, you can handle them you know, with the right tools and you can survive and you can still have a really great life, even though, you know, you face difficulties and yeah, I'm just always trying to open the conversation for, you know, different things so that people can help others and, or help themselves or not feel like they're completely alone. Cause that's when you go through kind of some of the things I've gone through, you can definitely feel like you are all alone on the planet, but but you're not. There's always a community out there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I agree. What makes you smile? Oh, gosh. My kids are really funny lately. They're, <laughs> they're kind of a little bit obnoxious, but they're getting to the point where they're telling funny jokes. And sometimes just what they do is hilarious. But I can definitely put a baby in my arms and I can smile for like a solid couple hours. <laughs> I would definitely think that's a big one at this point. Me but, too. Um, that's awesome. And just my friends. I mean, funny stories. Like there's nothing that makes me laugh more than like a new mom or, or like I've got a friend who's got two little boys and just had her third little boy and just the stories she's telling me about 
like, you know, her little kids peeing in really interesting spots in their house. Like, they just <laughs> die laughing because I remember. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. gosh. Not like, so long ago. Mom, mom yeah. life really is quite entertaining hysterical so it is and Jessica the purpose of this show is to help both the guest and the listeners acknowledge how extraordinary they really are and I think there are extraordinary parts of all of us and it's not about what you're doing it's really about who we are and how we are living the life that we've been blessed to be given and so when we can acknowledge the extraordinary parts of ourselves, we can more fully contribute to the world and, and own our value. So I want yeah. to know, Jessica, what makes you extraordinary? That's, I'm pretty sure almost every person probably says, like, that's such a hard question. Because I'm not one to, like, toot my own horn. <laughs> yep, that's the point. <laughs> but, um, I think what I'm learning over, definitely over the last, I would say over the last year, really, um, I think just my faith in God and just seeing his hand in everything, even in really horrible circumstances. Like I just remember, you know, after we were in this accident and like I was laying in that hospital bed in this, you know, hideous neck brace. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is the worst that it can get. But then I instantly was like, but he kept you alive. Like mm. He kept me and all my children alive. So I know that this is going to be part of our story. And um, so as things have come since then, like I just know it's, it's part of our plan. And, you know, I just try to stay as um, in tune with what God has planned for me and for my kids. And I'm, and I'm always willing to share that, that belief and that faith and, um, so yeah, I, I would say it's, it's really my faith and just my, my belief in him that I would say is pretty extraordinary. I agree. That is beautiful. Jessica, thank you so much for sharing your journey and just about all that you've learned throughout that, that path. Where can people find you online? Are you anywhere? Yes. So I am on Instagram, although I'm taking a break from social media right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm t doing the little, I was late to the 10 day break that, um, a lot of people took at the beginning of the year from uh -huh. social media. So I'm doing that now. Cool. But, um, I am on Instagram at it's Jessica Megan. And then I do have a blog. That's also it's Jessica Megan. Um, Perfect. those are two of my little, not big on Facebook, mm -hmm. but, um, I really only do it cause my mom <laughs> gets really mad at me when I'm not on <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story today. You're really extraordinary. Oh, thank you. It was good to talk with you. Can you believe all that Jessica has been through? She is such a warrior and I just love her perspective so much. So Jessica, thank you so much for sharing your journey today. We have loved, loved hearing from you. Best of luck and good health ahead. Alrighty, everybody. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at jessicadalquist 3 I'm over on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. If you have not left a rating or a review for the show on your podcast apps like iTunes, I would love that so much. Will you give me that gift? I hope everyone's doing great and has a fantastic week. And I'll see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.